I'm so sick of people saying that uh, that I'm like lonely and emotional and like associating me with this like longing for a woman or the sad lo- guy. Yeah, I hate that, man. It bothers me so much because I don't make the you know like. I, I do make I do make music that makes you feel something, but you know I, I just don't like I'm actually not that guy in real life. I'm very happy, you know. I'm very I'm 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 not content by any means. I mean I want to keep working, but I'm a happy person, you know. I'm very excited. My life is my life is constantly exciting. It's not some sad, depressing story. to call you on your birthday you swear you're the last thing on my mind there is nothing i can do to fix it all you ever asked me for was time when the lights don't glow the same way that they used to and i finally get a moment to myself What's going on everybody, it's your boy Sid Davis, the one and only host of the Social Introvert Podcast, episode 52, it's a new week, had a great weekend. Real quick though, uh, you can find The Social Introvert on bynkradio.com forward slash podcast, as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Uh, A lot of projects have come out over the course of this weekend, and and last week if you want to count, but this weekend specifically. Uh... Let me see. We we've had freeways drop. We've had gunplay. We have Freddie Gibbs. We've had, um, I believe, no K Forest was about two weeks ago. My mistake. But K Forest's project is fire. Force fire too. If you haven't listened to it yet, uh, Mike Bogan. I've talked about Mike Bogan back on episode eleven. I think it was, yeah, episode 11, he dropped a project called Pool Party. That was hard, but he's back once again. Uh, the project is called Joe Fontana. You can check it out on natpiff.com. I'll be talking more about that next week. Uh, I actually got around to Jay-Z and Beyonce's Everything is Love album, uh, air quotes, The Carters. And real quick about that, uh, that whole thing calling themselves The Carters is Man, like, I like Jay and Beyonce, but calling themselves the Carters is kind of corny, and it sounds, it sounds borderline gimmicky. I know y'all don't understand or get it, but it really does sound a little too gimmicky. Like, it's like on the edge. Like, like, come on, y'all, Jay Z and Beyonce, why not call yourselves that? The the Carters, everything is love. That it's okay. It's cool. A lot of the production is done by Cool and Dre. I love Cool and Dre production. Uh, I think like two tracks are done by Pharrell. And you know what? I haven't 
I, I haven't given like my overall thought, like my final thought on the album, but my favorite track on there actually is not even on the album. It's called Salute. Salute was was pretty hard. And 713. 713 is probably the closest thing that we might get to Vintage J. Like that beat, his flow, like the pocket flow that Jay was on on that song. I could have sworn I'm li- I was listening to Hard Not Life Volume Three slash <laughs> slash Blueprint. Like his pocket flows, it just it took me back into that era. But yeah, uh, everything is love is uh, it's okay. I'm not really too crazy about it. Uh, I am Sue. Oh man, I love I am Sue. But yeah, he dropped a project called 06 Solara. I'll be, I'll get into that a little later on in the episode. But there's one project in particular that did drop that I didn't want to take the time and listen to because whatever. Uh, Drake, he had dropped his long awaited project, highly anticipated, I I guess. If it's, I don't know. It's called Scorpion. Scorpion. Um, so, yeah, I can't believe that I took my time to even listen to this. But Cole Jackson, shout out to Cole Jackson, a government name. He said, go ahead and listen to it, man. Um, if you can listen to Tory Lanez's Memories Don't Die, go ahead. You can listen to this. It's the same thing. Rap, singing, blah, 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 whatever. The thing with that, though, I love Tory Lanez's shit. Like, Tory... Tory just knows how to fucking produce, pick his beats. He like he could produce. He mixes and masters his own shit. He could do all of that uh, with the help of um, man. What's his? I can't think of the producer's name. It's a longtime partner that he's been with since like the start of his career, since like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um. So I was like, whatever. I'll listen to Scorpion since you you told me that was and I guess I think he sent it to me, but I end up I think I went to go illegally download it or whatever I don't know. So the track list was kind of out of order. No, my bad. It wasn't out of order. It was switched. So side B is what was up first, the R and B side. Uh, I didn't even get past the first song. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, why? If you're doing an all R&B album, I would expect, like, the new wave R&B, like Her or um, a little bit of Daniel Caesar added on there. Uh, him. Who, who else? Aaron Ray. Shit, even what Chris Brown did on his Heartbreak on a Full Moon album. Uh, I've I've later on... I think yesterday I've went into the album on side B and tried listening to it. I didn't get past track three. I, I just can't do it with side B. It, it was terrible. Uh, <clears throat> side A, which is the rap side. That was the second side that showed up for me. So it was the track listing was like it was swapped. So. I I, I press play on side A. And it's safe to say, I'm not fucking impressed. Not enough. 
there's a thin line where where when it comes to reinventing yourself and I guess Drake or my bad Aubrey has done that through each of his albums according to his fans but I don't ever see the reinvention I think this project is a mirror of the last few projects he's dropped and he needs to knock it off like what are you doing I can't even claim this album as a double album you're rapping and singing on both sides like what the fuck are you doing I thought this album was lackluster mundane it was boring I hate it uh <clears throat> real quick I I don't hate Drake I really really want to like the guy because I know what he's capable of. You're listening to somebody who's been listening to Drake or started listening to Drake in 2005. Uh, Room for Improvement and and Comeback Season. And I'm sitting there like, holy shit. I'm like, this kid is, this kid is different. So I was highly impressed. I discovered him on, uh, it was a website called imeme.com or something. It got bought out by MySpace eventually. Uh, and it turned into like this website full of memes. That that was actually the birth of memes uh, from MySpace. So memes have been around that long, which was kind of crazy to me. I just found that out a couple weeks ago. But <laughs> but anyway, that's where I first discovered Drake. And I'm like, yo, this kid is fucking awesome. Come to find out he's on a TV show in Canada called Degrassi. Didn't know much about it. Uh, watched a few episodes, didn't care much for it. So I actually, I like the guy. I think he's pretty cool, but I guess I don't know what it is that just, it, I don't know what the turnoff is for me about him. I, I just, I can't do it. I did not like this album, Scorpion. Uh, don't let my opinion sway yours. Please don't take any offense to that or say, man, you got to keep listening. Uh, if you have to listen to this project a few times to convince yourself that is good, the album's probably trash. And that's the last thing I want to call this album is trash. I just think it's a mirror image of his last few projects. Uh, what is it? More life views. What was the one before that? Was it, um, was it nothing was the same? Uh, I don't know. It's just a, a mirror image. Like, I think this nigga is just too polished to take a risk. I also want to break down two tracks real quick. Emotionless and March 14. Uh, now, it, it said that Drake and Sophie, whatever the hell her last name is, uh, were spotted seen having dinner together uh, back then. Uh, Sophie three months after January, announced that she was pregnant. On March 14th, Drake mentions that they only met twice, which means the rendezvousing between the two could have gone around uh, January, February. If you fast forward, we're in what? September, October. Now, if March 14th, 2018 isn't the birth of his child or whatever. However, this timeline goes, I'm pretty sure this is just alluding to the fact that he found out he was a father via DNA testing. Uh, 
based off of his emotion on March 14th, it just seems like he was excited to be a father, I guess, like, which is just so weird because on emotionless, you claimed to hide, you weren't hiding your kid from the world. You were hiding the world from your kid. So I, I just don't get it. You couldn't have been hiding the world from your kid. You just, I'm, I'm so confused by the two tracks because it sounds like he's contradicting himself. So pretty, I mean, uh, I say all of that to say you weren't hiding the world from your kid. You just weren't sure if you were the father or not. I, I just, I don't fucking get it. And it just seems like based off of what my friends tell me that are fans of Drake, uh, he spent his full discography all these years for the past decade, uh, criticizing and chastising people, uh, his parents included. It seems as if he doesn't want to be a hypocrite or he's embarrassed that he's a single dad. He turned out to be like his parents. Uh, Another thing, I want to know if he's, what is it? You know what, not, I don't want to know. I'm pretty sure he's afraid of the perception of being a deadbeat father. Based off the article that came out with Sophie <laughs> claiming that Drake said to abort the baby when he got the news. Um, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's a bunch of different emotions flying all over the place in this album. Um, I can't give anybody, no one has a valid <laughs> opinion. You can't give me a valid opinion. If you like ratchet, happy birthday. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, you don't have a valid opinion. If you like the song peak, these are fucking horrible. Uh, I'll, I'll give him credit for Sandra Rose only because the beat was produced by DJ Premier, and even then I wasn't impressed with the song. It just wasn't enough for me. I did not like this album. I know I just said that before, but I really do not like this album. To the point, I think I've, I enjoyed more life, more than this. And I hate more life. Most people that know me know this. I repeatedly say it, I hate more life. But yeah, uh, due to Emotionless and, and March 14th, uh, for people that aren't that, you know, I don't expect people to really just dig deep and dive more into a song or the lyrics because nobody's, you know, not everyone's brain is fucking developed like that. The two tracks just don't like it's so contradictive. Like, why would you need to explain yourself? If you were hiding, you weren't hiding the kid from the world, you were hiding the world from your kid. Why would you sit here and just blatantly take the fucking time to sprinkle all info about your son and how much you're going to keep him out of the public eye? Why, why explain yourself if you want to keep him a secret? I don't understand it. I say all of that to say Pusha T carried the narrative of this album. Clearly. He carried the narrative after killing his fucking rollout with Adidas. After confessing to everything, uh, he called your mama a loser. He made fun of your dad's uh, clothing apparel. Um, he made fun of your dead friend. Tick, tick, tick. Um, 
all of this is just this is something that I might have to pull up and swing off on Pusha T. And another thing about this, a lot of the lines in here, like on Mob Ties, he mentions Triple X. On what is it? Talk it up with Jay Z. Jay Z mentions Triple X. Now these are all events very close to the album's release, which lets me know this nigga did not take the time whatsoever to like record. Like my nigga, if you recording a double album, you supposed to be camping out in the fucking studio. Like a lot of this shit just sounds phoned in. Uh, it sounds last minute. It sounds rushed. Like you needed to get it out on time because you promised a fucking album release date to your fans. And this isn't his first rodeo with pushing back dates. I remember Views, I think Views um, and More Life were pushed back heavy, like repeatedly. So I'm. this album just sounds fucking rushed. I'm done talking about it. Uh, I, I want to like Drake so bad. I know this man can be greater than even he realizes to be great. Like, like I said, this is going back to 05, 06, 07, where I'm like, holy shit. Like, who is this guy who's coming up under Fonte and, and Ninth Wonder and all of these guys? And he, like his pocket flow at the time was just so fucking amazing. I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, this dude could just easily take over, which, yes, he has. But with a different sound, I'm not hating on the sound. I'm just saying it's not for me. I just, I don't know, dog. Uh, I'm going to move on from that. And that was my little shitty review of Scorpion. I'm confused as a lot of people are. Uh, I see a lot of people on my timeline that are fans of Drake. They they say it's not a bad album, but it's, it's not his best. So uh, real quick, let me see. Kyle. Uh, if you're familiar with Kyle, you've heard Beautiful Loser, you've heard uh, Smile. Uh, he dropped his debut project, his debut album not too long ago called Light of Mine. Pretty dope. Uh, real quick, this is Rodeo. Check it out. Every day, oh, 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 oh,
naked in LA. Again, that's Rodeo by Kyle off of his debut project, Light of Mind. You can check it out on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Music. And that album, uh, some songs are actually, you can check that out on the BYNK Radio app. Uh, if you have Google Play, just go in and download that app. We got everything from hip-hop, R&B, neo-soul, artist drops. Uh, we got a lot of shit coming. So uh, just go ahead and go into the Google Play store. It should be the first or second app. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and download it, man. So Freeway. Uh, Freeway is one of my top favorite artists out of Rockefeller Records. He had my favorite debut. Oh, actually, not had. He still has my favorite debut out of that record label. Uh, he's been recently signed to Rock Nation. He dropped an album called Think Free. And this album gets very personal. Everything from... Uh, his family to his his closest friends and family walking out on him, uh, kidney disease, everything, his anxiety attacks. It's a lot of shit that's just compacted into this album, and it's a solid project, front to back. He has a feature on there with Lil Wayne called Blood Pressure. That was hard. Uh, one of the breakout singles is All The Way Live. That's pretty, actually, uh, I don't know. It's a dope song. I'm not I'm not saying it's not dope. It's a dope song, but there was another song that he dropped before the album called Devils and Angels. That was dope as fuck. I don't know why that didn't make the album. But uh he has a feature on here with Lil Uzi Vert. That was dope. Fat Joe, Faith Evans. Uh man, real quick. Uh there is a clip. He was recently on the Breakfast Club talking about all of this stuff that I'm talking about now. Check it out. Different name, different brand, whatever. Uh, but anyway, he was recently on The Breakfast Club talking about everything that he's mentioning on the album from the, the kidney disease to his friends walking out on him and people who said that loved him most just not give a fuck about him. Uh, this clip runs about three minutes or so, but check it out. And you've expressed that you feel like a lot of people you thought were there for you just kind of haven't been. Yeah, when I first got sick, you know, a lot of people that was running with me, you know, the type of people that would be like, I love you, you my brother, I'm going to be there for you. It started disappearing out of my life, you know. Just a little reality check, but it's all good. I'm still here, so. Do you think people knew the severity of the, the situation? I mean, I think just everything slowed down for a minute, like the road, the parties, and like all that slowed down. And you know, obviously that's what those people was there for. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was listening to the record of Blessed with Faith Evans on the album, and I love it because you're reflecting on your life and everything you've been through, and you sound yeah. genuinely grateful. And some people with your health situation, uh, kidney failure, wouldn't feel like that. How have you remained so optimistic? Well, you know, me being Muslim, I know that God is not going to put nothing on me that I can't handle. Mm. You know, so that's the mindset that I had when I went into the whole situation, man, and it's, it's been getting me through, man, you know. 
I had good days, I had bad days, but I'm here, man. I'm still alive. Got the new situation with Rock Nation. Things could be way worse, you know, so I'm happy, I'm blessed. Did you know anything about kidney failure before this? Because it is an educational experience for everybody to have you being so vocal. Crazy thing is, I had three of the leading risk factors and I was unaware of it. Wow. My uncle just got a transplant like three or four years ago. Uh, my first cousin, Shandia, she died from, from kidney issues because mm -hmm. she wasn't taking care of herself. And I still wasn't aware or still wasn't thinking that it could happen to me. You know what I'm saying? What, were the, what are the three leading risk factors? Uh, surprisingly, one is just being African-American. Uh, another one is high blood pressure. Another one was diabetes. So you just didn't know what it was? You just was, thought you were just treating those things separately? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, being as though they're, the, they're risk factors, you should be aware and you should take the proper precautions to avoid the kidney failure, and I wasn't, you know. I saw, I, your, yeah, I saw your documentary, and you were talking about your lifestyle as well. Yeah, yeah, just being on the road, eating what I want, running around, doing whatever I want, you know, those things take a toll on you. And it's so important to keep up with your routine physicals, at least get blood work done at least once a year, you know, because that could be the difference between life and death. So when it comes to kidney failure, does it hit you all at once, or is it a slow, gradual build-up to yeah, the it's failure? Yeah, like it's like a slow, gradual build-up. Like, me not being aware that it happened, it went like this. If I would have been aware and I would have been taking the proper precautions, mm -hmm. I couldn't avoid it, but it would have went like this instead of straight down. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So that's why I did the documentary and that's why I'm so vocal about it because I feel as though it's important to spread the awareness because it's people, I'm pretty sure it's people that's running around with, with a renal failure and not even aware of it mm. because it is symptoms, but they take a minute to kick in. Like, know? what are the symptoms? Like, fatigue? Yeah, just fatigue. I was, like, getting very fatigued. Um, to a, it came to a point where food started tasting funny to me. I couldn't really hold nothing in. And it was, like, made in America 2015. I, I came out and I performed with Fabulous. And, like, when I got to the stage, I just got, like, a crazy anxiety attack. And I felt like my body just couldn't do it. Like, I was, like, telling people, I, I don't think I can do it. But by the grace of God, I pushed through. And after that, I'm like, man, listen, I got to get to the doctor, see what's going on. Is anxiety something that you always dealt never, with? Never, never. You know, I didn't rock 100,000, you know, with JM. Yeah, man, we just have to do better at taking care of ourselves. This shit is ridiculous. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of that shit happen and, and heard stories about people getting really sick and some of the people that were like closest to him that would say, yo, man, I love you, bro. I got your back, blah, blah, blah. Uh, go ghost. Don't say a word, not a peep, nothing. And it's fucked up. But uh, I hope he gets his kidney. I, it takes a very long time, man. Like he said, it took, it could take up to five, maybe 10 years for you to get that kidney. So um, I wish the best for Freeway. But he's dropped a phenomenal project. He gets very personal with this. One song on there is called uh, Life on the Line and another one called Legacy. Fam, like probably the two most personal songs on the album. Uh, but this song that I'm about to play features Fat Joe's called Cocaine White. Check it out. I want a cocaine white. 
that's about right. Pulled out five cash, told him shine it up nice. No gas is cocaine white. Cocaine white. Yeah, the game's on and I've been here scoring. I've been world touring, I've been clear porting. Get to the cash fast like I'm Flash Gordon. Six bling, six rings like I'm Air Jordan. Before all the panels, beamers, and Porsches. Uh-huh. We was pushing Christine, we was less fortunate. Right. The way I rose from the bottom, the people ought to pay me. Fried rice type, sugar water, baby. From the hood, all my G's got fellow knees. They couldn't make it to the Army or the Navy. Real spit, I used to live a low pay. Life. That's why I need that with cocaine white. Yeah. 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 to get my wheels right. Homie asked me what color I like. I wanted cocaine white. I wanted cocaine white. He said half a milli, that's about right. Pulled out five cash, told him shine it up nice. No gas is cocaine white. This is business never personal. Either they put you in park or they reversing you. That cocaine white. Been tell you that them folks ain't right. Keep talking to the fans, they ain't post that right. I'm easy E with the flamethrower. This song by my mom's a cocaine grower. I'm on the box of Arm and Hammer though. Still the youngest in charge, I let the hammer go. I keep bitches for the long runs. And I fuck them in twos and make them all come. Krill's mania got him in Pennsylvania For the low one block of Allegheny, bruh Hold up to the dealer to get my wheels right Homie asked me what color I like I wanted cocaine white I wanted cocaine white He said half a milli Again, that's Cocaine White by Freeway featuring Fat Joe Off of his brand new album, Think Free Uh Please go stream that fucking album. It's on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Music. Great album. Uh, one thing about Freeway. I, I I doubted him way back then. I was a kid. man. I was like barely 14. And I heard his voice for the first time on 1900 Hustler on the Dynasty album. Rock La Familia. And I said, uh, what did I say? I heard his voice and I was taken aback. I'm like. Okay, he sounds different. Like, nobody sounds like that. But I'm like, is he going to be able to hold that album by himself with that voice? And lo and behold, he becomes one of my favorite releases from Rockefeller Records. And till this day, from one hundred Hustler to now, he just, I guess his, the tone of his voice, every time he starts to rap, is like he's just hungry every fucking time. And... Like I, I got to give it to him. He he's done it again. His previous project from before his his album Free Will, uh, it was okay, but you could tell on Free Will, he was going through something and he wasn't ready to talk about it yet. This time, he's he's laying it all out. So shout out to Freeway. Uh, I still wish he put Devils and Angels on the album. I I don't know why that fucking song is not on the album, but yeah, check it out. So, uh, there's a movie that came out years and years ago. It's on Netflix. And for most people that know me, I shit on Netflix from time to time. You know, I give Netflix their credit, you know, here and there too. I watched Queen of the Damned for the first time. And as I'm watching this, you know, Aaliyah looks great. Uh, She looks amazing. You know, let's not get distracted by that. My only question 
is why did she agree to do that film? I say that because the film, however you feel about it, I know a lot of people like it. That movie fucking sucked. The writing was horrible. The special effects were trash. And yes, I know it's, what, the late 90s. But even then, there's no excuse to have trash special effects if Steven Spielberg could uh, make a T-Rex look so goddamn real in 1994 in Jurassic Park. There's no excuse. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going like. And what's the vampire's name? What's the, the rock and roll star? Lestat or whatever? Who the fuck is that guy? Who who was the dude that played Lestat? I recognize him from somewhere, but he was trash. Uh, the only Lestat that I acknowledge is the Lestat in Interview with the Vampire with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, which is a dope act. That's probably one of the greatest vampire movies and the only vampire movie I will ever acknowledge because it's that damn great. Uh, other than that, Queen of the Dam was Uh, Luke Cage season two, I finished it. Um, it was all right. It was cool. I'm ready for the Punisher. I'm ready for Daredevil. Uh, but yeah, Luke Cage was was really good, man. I enjoyed it. I'm really. I think Black Lightning's on Netflix now. I'm ready for season two for Black Lightning. Black Lightning is fucking awesome. Uh, Once again, shout out to Rain Coleman for doing a a podcast series on that entire season. uh, Because I didn't know what was going on. So every week I would listen to see what that which each episode was about. And finally, I'm getting to watch it. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. This part. okay, this part leads to this. And this is what happens next. So shout out to Rain Coleman and Cole Jackson. Um, let me see what else I've I've watched recently, out of just pure boredom. Oh, I watched Sharknado Five for some odd reason. I've I've only watched the first two Sharknado movies. I haven't seen three or four. Uh, but I've watched Sharknado Five, and it was just as equally cheesy as the first two. And I'm pretty sure three and four are just as cheesy. Uh, speaking of Sharknado, there is a sixth Sharknado coming, and I guess this time around, these niggas are supposed to go back in time to to the first Sharknado to stop it. I don't know. I'm confused. It still looks shitty, uh, but shout out to the guy who's getting the bag off of that shit, because I can't even believe it. Uh, let me see another. Oh, I saw The Incredibles 2. Awesome. I like The Incredibles too. Uh, it it wasn't better to me. It wasn't better than the first one. It was equally as dope. It wasn't better. It didn't top the first one. What other movies did I see? I saw Hereditary, some horror movie. Here's my thing with horror movies too. It they just seem so cliche now. I still haven't watched The Conjuring. I've never watched Annabelle. I never watched Insidious. Um, There's a lot of horror movies that I just refuse to watch just because it's the same old supernatural demon shit. Uh, Like, no one does, like, the slasher, like, Jason Michael Myers shit anymore. I I don't know what's going on. It, It just, I think the horror genre is dead. 
I don't want to say that, but it seems to be dead. There's nothing creative. Like, nothing at all. It's the same old supernatural shit, and I'm sick and tired of it. Like, knock it the fuck off. And what else have what else have I watched? This is some other shit that I watched recently, man. Um, that might be it. Oh, for some reason, um, <laughs> my homeboy, uh, his daughter is really obsessed with Boss Baby or some shit like that. It's on Netflix. There's a movie called Boss Baby. Then I think there's like a Netflix original called Boss Baby. I think it's like a TV series. That was pretty cool. I was surprised. It's funny as hell. Uh, but yeah, Boss Baby was cool. I watched a lot of animated shit uh, recently here. Uh, I'm about to take a whole week and watch nothing but kung fu movies. Uh, because I forgot Netflix had It Man and It Man 2. And then It Man The Final Fight. I've only watched It Man 3. I've... I never got to see the first two, or I haven't seen It Man Final Fight. Um, Netflix has an original movie, which is a, a sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I've never seen that, and I really like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, there is a series on there called The Legend of Bruce Lee, and it's like 50 episodes long, and it chronicles Bruce Lee's entire life up to... Uh, his last days filming Game of Death. So I'm going to binge watch a lot of that shit. I'm, most people that know me, like personally that grew up with me, know that I'm super obsessed with kung fu movies. Old school, new shit, whatever. I am very, very obsessed with kung fu films. I take that shit seriously. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's about it, man. Um, and I'm probably going to get into some anime. Because I've seen a lot of, not a lot, but I've seen a couple new shows sneaking up on Netflix. And I'm like, yo, what's this? So I might uh, get into my little anime bag this week, too. Um, This past Sunday, July 1st, Best Buy has officially stopped selling CDs. Uh, I know the rumor was Target was going to follow down behind Best Buy's path and no longer sell CDs. And that's a huge problem. Uh, we can be excited about these fucking streaming records that, you know, oh, oh man, he broke a Spotify record or he's such and such uh, number this and that on iTunes and all of his songs on the album are on the iTunes charts like a stream doesn't even equal a full set. Like, where do we start from? Four tracks to records, vinyls, whatever. And then from like vinyls to cassette tapes, cassette tapes to CDs, CDs, MP3, ringtone era to streaming. And my only question at the end of this is what comes next after streaming? Like, what happens next? It's, it looks very fucking scary. A stream doesn't e even equal a full cent. And that is terrifying to think about. Yeah, we can sit here and come up with the, the excuses. Well, they get paid off of touring, but then there's a lot, you know, touring ain't looking so hot right now. Um, 
because <laughs> it's just so expensive to do the traveling and, and the ticket prices and all of that. So it's looking a little wild out there. Um, it, it looks it looks bad, man. I don't know what the fuck is going to be next after streaming. This looks scary. I'm not I'm not with it one bit. But yeah, uh, real quick. There was another album that dropped that nobody's talking about for some odd fucking reason. And it's just, you know what? If Future or Uzi or Lil Yachty, whoever did this album, niggas would have been blowing this shit the hell up. Lecrae finally drops his long-awaited project with Zaytoven called Let the Trap Say Amen. Boy, I didn't even know Lecrae... I didn't even know Lecrae could go off like this. He does a phenomenal job on this album. Um, real quick, this is the first track from the album, Let the Trap Say Amen, called Get Back Right. Check it out. Lost my cool, whoa, say, bounce back, got dirt on my shoes, back, right, when you got real power, you can't lose, I get back right, yeah, get back right, yeah, top down, head back, ride by the high beast on Fairfax, Monday morning, I don't want to hear trap, I play Rick James when I'm in traffic, I've been doing this since fifth grade, I've been doing this since I've been safe, I've been rock crowds on a big stage, I've been made hits with some big names, Yada, 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 yada. Bought a Mercedes for my baby mama. VIP, rockin' Dolce Gabbana. I went to the Grammys and I took my mama. Bottles on bottles on bottles and models on models on models and dollars on dollars. Yeah, that don't help me when my soul wanna holler and I'm feeling the pain and I'm dealing with drama. Woo! That's too deep. Yeah, guess I better fall back. Nah, get this work. You should've wore a hard hat. They told us don't work in the summer. I told them I'm working on something. I'm waving my banner, no propaganda. Why you flexing in your Panamera? Woo! Get back, right? my cool, whoa, say, bounce back, got dirt on my shoes, shot back, right, when you got real power, you can't lose, I just get back right, yeah, I just get back right, Ooh. I don't really stress, I pray more, did not stretch my case off, I've been doing this since you was like, oh, trying to wave off, playing with your Legos, but I don't cap a rap facts, again, that's Get Back Right by Lecrae and Zaytoven off of their album, Let the Trap Say Amen. Uh, check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. And that is also playing on the BYNK radio station. Just go and download the app in the Google Play Store. Uh, yeah, like I said, if Future did some shit like that, or, well, not in Lecrae subject matter, but on those beats, niggas would be going crazy. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned Gunplay dropped a project earlier on in his podcast, but nobody's talking about gunplay and that is a phenomenal project gunplay is actually getting personal uh lecrae is getting personal on this album surprisingly for this type of sound just the, the way it sonically sounds on in this nature it just it's a little it's a little different for lecrae i i did not expect him to say you know what <laughs> if they could do it i could do it too and that's not a knock towards the uh, air quotes mumble rappers that y'all like to call them. I don't know why y'all call them mumble rappers 
because I love them. I love Yachty and all of them. They're fucking dope to me. Uh, but yeah, I guess that was in his state of mind. He was like, if shit, if they could do it, I could do it too. And so, look, if you hadn't checked it out, go cop it. Again, let the trap say amen. Lecrae and Zaytoven. If you're not familiar with Lecrae, you can go back into his catalog and check out Church Clothes 1, 2, and 3. He has he has a few more projects out there. But uh, if you want to get real familiar with him, check out Church Clothes 1, 2, and 3. He is, he is so fucking dope to me. Like, this dude, man. Uh, I think he had an interview on The Breakfast Club, too, as well. So you could check out any interviews just to get familiar with him if you've never heard of him before. So, yeah. Uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about, man, which was weird. Oh yeah. 50 cent called out Jay-Z. <laughs> he was in an interview with DJ Wu kid. And he was saying that it's fucked up how Jay snuck in an album a day after Nas's album. Check this out. Yes. It's fucked up. I'm not going to front, but Nazir wasn't that great. Uh, everything is love. Uh, it's okay. It's it's cool. It's nothing for me to go crazy over. But I don't know. Like, is it was easy to get overshadowed like that? Like, niggas was hype. You had niggas hype since twenty twelve. Then you you gave them a teaser track off a of major key. You had us even more hype, and you just gave us. Uh, just lackluster shit. Now, I will say this. What song is that on there? I think I said it before, but I really like Bonjour, Adam and Eve, like I said. Uh, I've come around to really like Cop Shot the Kid, but I felt like there was more they could do with that beat. It, like, there, there was so much more they could do with that shit. But, you know, the Nas's verse on Cop Shot the Kid was great. Kanye killed it, of course. The sample, the, the Slick Rick sample was great. It's all children's story will always be a fucking gem in hip hop. Period. Like that's just something that that children's story verse by Slick Rick is something that you can easily memorize, just as well as the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. I'll go out on a limb and say that. Like everybody knows the Fresh Prince theme song. I'm pretty sure. A lot of people that are familiar with hip hop and are really diehard hip hop fans could word for word, bar for bar, could spit that Slick Rick children's story verse. Like, it's it's just there. Uh, Another song I could say by Slick Rick that people could quote for real diehard fans is uh, the La Di Da shit. Um, What's another song that people could really rap? Um word for word by heart just a friend by Bismarcky. well well it's probably because i can i could rap that shit word for word uh that just a friend shit always stays in my head that's one of my favorite songs ever um see man it's it's mad songs like if you're a diehard hip-hop head that you could probably spit the song word for word by heart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like in your head or out loud without even hearing the song at all. Children's stories one for me. Lottie Da is one for me. Um 
shit, the Dougie Fresh song, um, the show. And what did I just say before? Slick Rick, la di da, children's story. Oh, yeah, and Bismarck, he's just a friend. Yeah, I could rap those by heart. Another one I could rap by heart is The Message by Nas. That's one that I could easily memorize. But yeah, um, what else? Oh, LeBron. Two days ahead of schedule announces that he is going to the Lakers. Uh, not a shocker because I've been saying that shit for a year now and people just laugh me out of a room. Oh, that ain't going to happen. Where, where the fuck did you hear that from? That ain't going to never happen. Look what happened, nigga. <laughs> you on the Lakers now. I think um, JaVel McGee is also there now. Rajon Rondo. What's the other guy they picked up for the Lakers? Can't think of his name. But uh, the Warriors got Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins. So um, I'll say this. The East is in trouble unless uh, unless you want to mention Boston Celtics and Toronto Raptors. Those are probably the only two teams that really got some, some fucking killers on their team. Those are the only two teams on the East. Ain't nobody really. If you got the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Spurs, the Rockets, OKC, uh, all of those teams are stacked. I don't see the East winning for a while. Boston and Toronto might be the only two teams in the East that might give one of those teams run for their money. Uh, I have a buddy of mine who claims that the Lakers and the Toronto Raptors are going to be in the finals. Um, He's fucking crazy and tripping balls, so I don't know what he's talking about. I see the Warriors again in the finals, probably against the Celtics. If not that, I see Houston in the Celtics. Maybe. That's just me. I don't see no Lakers and no no goddamn... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I take that back. I take that back. I see the Lakers and the Boston Celtics in the finals. And the only reason why I just said that and made that hot take is because Kyrie Irving and LeBron, the, you know, those two seem to bump, head, bump heads. Uh, they're at odds with each other. So I want to see how that goes down again. But yeah, um, real quick. There's also another project that I listened to that I finally got around to called Dreaming Out Loud by Nick Grant. If you've never heard of Nick Grant, you can go back into his catalog and listen to the Return of the Cool album. Uh, You can listen to the Black Sinatra mixtape. And he also has an EP out there where he takes Solange Knowles uh, songs off of. um... Damn, what's the name of that album? Lord, that's terrible. Oh my God, that's terrible. The Reese's Solange, Solange album, that is so bad because I was just listening to it. But he takes a lot. Yeah, he raps on Cranes in the Sky. He raps on Don't Touch My Hair. He raps on, um, um. I think it's I'm Mad or something like that. I think the joint that had Lil Wayne on it. Uh, 
Oh yeah, A Seat at the Table by Solange Knowles. He, I think it's called A Seat at the Table Plus One. And um, the cover is Solange and then her like eyes are blacked out. But yeah, he is like four, maybe five tracks he raps on from that album. Um, you could check that out. But uh, he recently dropped his project, Dreaming Out Loud. Uh, pretty solid. I like it. Real quick, this is 96 Bulls. Check it out. Phyllis. Check, uh, you never met a nigga this cold. Somebody tell them boys class never gets old. The more success they hate me, that's the way this shit goes. Married to the money, that's relationship goals. Never will I fold. Pay me what you owe, it ain't a cougar trying to holler when I wave the faux faux. Uh, money don't change niggas, it only amplifies who they really are. They sold you a bag of lies. This the land of the wise, all the lamb of disguise. I never lose my cool, but not a fan of your vibes. Okay, I'm from the dirty, need to be sanitized. Product of ghetto teaching, this ain't that classic to fry. Moving that cocaina, they call it that Spanish bride. I love her, I fantasize, I'm just staying alive. Food for the soul, stuck with a can of pride. You niggas can't see me, fuck it, I'm camera shy. You better eat your Wheaties, I park it where I can see it. Shit, it get hot and shaky like Parkinson's with the fever. It ain't checkers, it's chess. All I see is the cleavage, button heads with the best. It ain't nothing to beavis, I'm the meanest boy. I got a zipped up thriller jacket, I mean it. Bad bitch from Ibiza, she bought a friend like a feature. She got that good grade A head, I had to repeat it. Uh, six ring flow, leave it after the beat then. Uh, I'm from the bottom where half these cats are deceitful. When niggas drive by and double back like a sequel, lethal. I'm the GOAT. Rappers should take some notes. All you niggas is pussy, don't drop the soul. Puffy dancing on the money, ho. Peep out my hunger grows. Life is a fat bitch. I love for money rolls. They wake up on my dick. Go eat your honeycombs. Go where the money go. Location undisclosed. Tell her the check don't bounce. Tell her my tongue can roll. I pull up in a verge and peel off like underclothes. Picture life being perfect, man. I struck a pose. Man, I'm too down to earth for these stuck up hoes. In the AI Diddy box. Again, that's 96 Bulls by Nick Grant off of his brand new album, Dreaming Out Loud. You can get it on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Music. Um, I There was a rumor that he was supposed to be signed to Rock Nation, man. I I don't know what the fuck happened to that. But uh, that's he's another dope artist out here that's just doing this fucking thing. Uh, shout out to Nick Grant. I believe he was on the Five Fingers of Death with Sway on Sway in the Morning, and he destroyed that shit. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, real quick, man. So, got a little story to tell. Shout out to Biggie. I work for an airline, of course. I'm not going to say. Most people know. Uh, One thing that I've noticed, and I want to shout out to my grandmother for raising me like she did and telling me almost every other day, these niggas out here is crazy. The world is such and such this and that and blah, blah, blah. This is what you need to know. And one, two, three, ABC, all of this shit that these life lessons that she's given me up to now till this day, she repeats herself a lot. So it's cool that she drills a lot of this into my head. So I won't ever forget. So we're all familiar. There's a lot of crazy motherfuckers in this world. Like a lot of damn fools. But I don't think how aware I was until I started working at the airline, how many fucking fools 
really exist out here. Like, you can't fix stupid. It it is wild out here. So, okay, we had a, a delay, a big huge fucking delay. Um, the plane in JFK uh, started taxiing around the airport. When it's taxiing, it means it's ready for departure. It's getting ready. It's going around the runway and it's getting ready to take off. So as it was taxiing, come to find out something happens to the point where it has to go back to the gate. Uh, there was a, a bit of a maintenance issue that had to get taken care of. Now, the maintenance issue was already fixed. But on top of that, the crew that was supposed to fly from JFK to us timed out, which means it was time for them to go. So they had to get a fresh new crew to come to us. So the plane was supposed to get in here to Savannah, Georgia at 750. This plane didn't really come in until midnight. So this crazy fucking delay. Now, it was this one customer. He was giving us trouble from the jump. Like TSA already had to put him in check. So he was cool for some hours later. And then whenever the airport got a little quiet, uh, he decided to act a fucking fool again. So I tell him, I said, sir, uh, you really need to sit down and be seated until the plane gets here. We're updating you every 15 minutes, uh, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And he's like, I need a bed. I need a bed. I'm like, we don't have beds. Uh, if you want a bed, you can uh, leave the airport and go get a hotel and come back. We can just rebook your flight. No, I just want a bed. I said, um, you're going to have to lay on the bare floor. I want to speak to your supervisor. Little does he know I'm right under the supervisor. <laughs> so uh, the supervisor told me, he said, whatever you whatever you say goes, I'll be in the office. Whatever you say pretty much just goes. I said, cool. So I'm running shit. Uh, now, he has this big ass bag that he was supposed to check in. He wasn't supposed to take the security with him. I don't know how he got past security with it. I guess security just said, fuck it. This bag is full of picture frames. And with picture frames, you have glass. So he starts acting a fool. Some more. And I told him, I said, if you continue to behave this way, you will not board this flight when it gets here. Says who? I said, says me. And if you got a problem, I'll call airport police and we can handle it like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? This is him. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? So he has this big ass bag in hand. He drops it to the side of him. And lifts his leg up and just starts stomping on top of his bag, just stomping the shit out of his bag. He unzips the fucking bag. Flips it upside down and nothing but glass and broken uh, borders of the frame just fall out. I said, sir, you realize there's kids running around here and kids laying on this fucking floor. What are you doing? And he said, oh, I can't get my way. I need a bed. Ah, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. So I call airport police. Uh, airport police comes down. He tries to get a little physical. He starts to try to tussle with one of them. Uh, he got his ass dropped. So I didn't realize it. Like there's a lot of fucking fools out here. Like at the drop of a dime, like he tried to put hands on me. He tried to grab for my tie. I would have lost my job that night. So <laughs> there's a lot of weirdos out here, man. Just a bunch of fucking bozos, man. Like, um, one thing that I've done research on while 
working there or, you know, as of recent is um, people with emotional support animals. I was aware of it. I knew it existed, but I'm doing a little bit more research on it. I didn't know it was I didn't know it was that crazy or, or not crazy, but I didn't know it was like that serious, man. Like that's something new or, you know, I opened it to me. But yeah, um, besides the emotional support animals, it's a lot of fucking bozos out here. I don't know, man. Like I might have, I, I swear, man, <laughs> he really tried to lunge at me and reach for my tie and not, you know, kind of step back. I'm like, yo, hold the fuck up. And that's when the TSA officer grabbed him and just dropped him. But um, that about wraps this episode up for me, man. Uh, thank you for listening to the social introvert. Uh, real quick, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I said Davis, I S I D D A V I S. Uh, send your thoughts, man. Uh, if you got any questions, anything, you can send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. Um, I want to shout out random tandem podcast, conversation, con artists, ignorant philosophy, uh, wild and woke is I got to do some catching up on some podcasts, man. Like I've been slacking the fuck off. So I really need to do my catching up on the podcast. Um, and of course I can't forget about the BYNK family, the usual suspects, black Mary fly with Candace Denae and troublemaker government name podcast. With Cole Jackson and Shogun and the hardest working man in podcasting, Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd. Uh, As always, I see you guys next week. Peace. Running the money is banded, all of my clips extended. Haters want hate on the boy, building me up to destroy, leaving me without a choice. Show these niggas I'm untouchable. California king bed, three story crib, but I'm not comfortable. I got different type of feelings in my heart now. Non-believers, I don't listen when they talk now. Uh, top getting closer when I stare down. Sweaty top getting closer when I stare down. 24 a show now, hoolies in the background. Rarely ever so low, never sell my soul. Young nigga out here running. Laps run these five souls. I go back to sweeping floors at Steve's for I go broke. Get that money, keep that money, make that money flip. Hartfield Jackson back and forth, I did a hundred trips. Broke through that glass ceiling like it don't exist. Plus, I'm so good at my job, I'm getting bonuses. Walk inside a harlot and the DJ is announcing us. We just wanna party while these people keep harassing us. Fuck these blood suckers, I'll be played to count Dracula. Extremely intelligent, exceptional vernacular. Labels trying to capture us, but it's not adding up. Y'all took the elevator, me, I took the ladder up. When I'm up that bad, I up my stance, they yelling batter up. Bored with this flow, so it's time to switch the pattern up back like i never left more in tune more in depth god ordering my steps lost when my granny left lost when my uncle left got me wondering who next devil playing tricks on me dangling money and sex fight through the war for respect mama raised the bull when i see the mic i see red hard to keep my cool an educated african on beats i do the fool swear to god i use this rapping shit to pay my way to school scorpion Right here, radio.